On today's episode, we kick off a new series discussing the most underrated things at Walt Disney World Resort. This is episode 105 of the Author Monorails podcast. Welcome back to the show. This is the Author Monorails Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today, as always, by my two handsome co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how do you do? Doing well. You're looking kind of dapper yourself, sir. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, the The audience can't, the listening audience can't see, but I am uh, I'm testing some new merchandise right now, so uh, stay tuned. Yeah. I like nice. it. It looks good. I'm I'm uh, I'm satisfied so far. Love to so, hear that. So maybe coming soon for you. Yeah, I'm just uh, enjoying a nice cold beer and uh, mm. ready to kick this thing off with you fellas. Well, I'm actually on my second one already, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to do this thing. <laughs> same, same. Uh, it's going to be a good one, man. What a what a day! Disney dropped some news on us today. A lot of news. We'll, uh, mm. we'll oh, definitely yeah. be getting to that in just a second. But uh, but first. Guys, I just wanna I just wanna see what's going on with you in your world. I know you've been been busy getting some some stuff around the house done and just, just what's going on in your neck of the woods. Yeah, just uh really getting an early start on spring cleaning and chores, if you will. Uh helped Justin do flooring in his house last week. Did some flooring at my house yesterday. So yep. we're just um Getting an early start on some of our springtime chores um, so we can enjoy some time maybe at Disney over the summer. There you go. There's a little bit of a greater good to this. Oh, yeah. Um, you got to do it for the cause. Got to get that stuff yeah. out of the way. Yeah, like yeah. Ryan said, just getting an early jump on it and just trying to get some things crossed off the list that needed to be done and or wanted to get done uh, prior to the summertime whenever the kids are out of school and uh, free up some time to maybe head down south uh, to – Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And uh well Jordan, I know you're fixing to be a little busy here soon. You got a, <laughs> a pretty big thing coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we just talked, it was thirty six days away. Thirty six days away from the cruise. Yeah. Cruising on the wish. As you know, if you've been listening to us for a little while now, yeah. Uh it's coming up very, very quickly. Uh I I can't yeah. believe it's I can't believe we're almost yeah, here. I know. It's it's insane, right? I mean it's this Especially if, with these bookings, because I mean, we we did cruises growing up, right? We we've been on a few cruises together, and uh, I just never remember booking a cruise out so far in advance, like you almost have to do with yeah. Disney cruises, uh, just because yeah. of the demand factor. And it, it just the lead up going into it, you're like, man, okay, like, okay, like you, we booked this thing 11, 10, 11 months ago, right? And it's like. Holy cow! We're actually—it's actually almost here now. Um, so it's really cool. We've got a lot of great things planned for it. Um, so I can't wait to, to just—I can't wait to jump in and share all the all the stuff with with our audience, whether it be listening here and, and recapping the trip um, in audio format here on the show or uh, on our socials at Off the Monorails, like on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. 
where we'll showcase in video formats a lot of activities we got to do and just our overall thoughts um, about the cruise and about, you know, just I still had a lot of questions. Um, I've, I've done a lot of research. I've watched a lot of videos myself, read a lot of articles, and I still have some questions myself that I want some clarification on. So I think our, our goal is to kind of go out and uh, have fun and experience everything we can experience, but also, you know, bring back some information uh, for our audience, uh, whether that again, be on here on the show, on the podcast or on YouTube or on the socials uh, just to get, again, try to be more informative for, for everyone out there. Um, give them a little bit so they can be a little bit more prepared for this. And I mean, we've talked about it. This is our first, this will be my first Disney cruise ever. So I'm anxious to see how it, how it compares to all the other cruises we've been on. And Ryan, I know he just, uh, you know, basically just a, a month or so behind me and, um, uh, going on his, his and his family, uh, going on the same, on the same ship and uh doing the same same itinerary so i can't wait to see you know hear his thoughts as well oh yeah this could be a big episode yeah yeah we might have to break this thing into, into a few just from uh yeah. what we yeah. figured out because like i on board and off board <laughs> yeah i i think it's just gonna be i think it's gonna be full i, I again uh, we were talking a little bit before we before the show here and and yeah i just think it's gonna be a huge opportunity to to explore and to get and find and learn a lot of different things and really capture a lot of things uh, in video, uh, which will be something that will be good uh, to to be able to share another format and another medium uh, with everyone uh, out there. So uh, be be looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. Well, before we get too far into this banter, like we love to do, uh, this is our coffee break that is brought to you by our friends at ExpeditionRoasters.com. And uh, if you are a fan of coffee like we are, this is the website that you need to look at. And you can do so by clicking their affiliate link in our episode description at expeditionroasters.com. They have great flavors. They have just, you know, standard roasts, but their um, their flavor profiles are pretty spot on with still giving the coffee the number one flavor note. So it's not a bunch of artificial packed in flavors mm-hmm. that just drowns out the coffee. And, um, I haven't had a bad roast yet, and I've I've been through a good portion of their catalog. Yeah, and uh, they they roll out some seasonal roasts, so get you know they should be rolling out some uh, Valentine's ones mm-hmm. here soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, just whatever you decide to put in your cart, be sure and use code off the monorails at checkout, and that'll save yourself ten percent. And if you get your cart to sixty five dollars or more, that will get you free shipping. So be sure and visit our friends at expeditionroasters.com. And uh, get yourself or a family member, a friend, a coworker, some really good coffee, and uh, let them join the coffee verse with us. So good, it's great to. Uh, they're a great partner, and I start my day every day with mm-hmm. them. I love yep. it. Yep. Same. I actually just got a fresh delivery, so we are uh, we're setting pretty good right now. Love to hear that. Yeah. So let's get into some of this um, some of this Disney news. Um, oh, actually, before we do that. Uh, if you were following along on the socials, which if you aren't, again, at Off the Monorails, go go follow us on, you know, TikTok or Instagram or whatever you like to do. Uh, but at Off the Monorails, if you were following us uh, this past weekend, then we, you know, we talked about it, guys, on the on last week's episode, that you know we we were recapping Festival of the Arts for this year, and by the end, I, I I'm going to use the word waning 
for another visit uh, to the festival. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, wouldn't you know, uh, Thursday night, we decided, hey, let's go to Festival of the Arts this weekend. So we found ourselves there. I know feeling. And uh, it, it, again, it just fantastic time. Fantastic time. I just wanted to get that out there because it was. Uh, it's always good to get back to Festival of the Arts and... Uh, be able to take that in once again uh, before it before it goes away, um, and get our hey hey magnets, which is also yeah. exciting. This, yeah. I mean, it might be one of the best magnets they've done. Uh, the design's great; uh, it's super fun, super colorful, which is really nice too. Uh, so yeah, we've got the the collection has grown, um, but overall, we got to meet up with some friends over there uh, while we were while we were there, and. It was just a good good opportunity for some family time, and uh, got to got to enjoy some really good meals uh, as part of this uh, trip too, uh, which included dinner at Toledo uh, over at Grand Casino Tower at Coronado mm-hmm. Springs Resort. Fantastic restaurant, uh, does not get its due. Uh, may show up on one of these uh, most underrated lists later on. Uh, in another episode as we go through this series that we're going to start today. Uh, but fantastic restaurant. Uh, Michelin star rated, uh, which there aren't many uh, out there, uh, especially at Walt Disney World. And to have one there that I don't know that a lot of people don't talk about is baffling to me because it's a great meal. It's a great environment. you got to sit and watch fireworks from Epcot and Hollywood Studios as we were eating on Saturday night. Uh, just super fantastic meal. And then we got to uh, we got to have breakfast over at Kona Cafe before we headed back home on Sunday morning. And just, man, being in the Polynesian, man, it just gives you a whole nother feeling. And being at Kona Cafe, especially for breakfast and those, man, those macadamia nut pancakes, the the spiced ham oh boy uh, let me tell you dude press pot coffee it it just don't get it don't get much better it really doesn't so uh, yeah it was a great trip overall just again a quick weekend back to Disney just because hey we decided we wanted to go and experience a little bit more of the of the festival and get a couple more bites to eat along the way as well so. Wanted to throw that out there before we kind of go into this Disney news segment because I thoroughly enjoyed myself. So, well, out of all of this, I'm just taking comfort in knowing that there's somebody out there that shows zero restraint and willpower like me when it comes to last minute <laughs> Disney trips. So, it was, welcome, my friend. I mean, <laughs> let, let's be honest, right? Like, it was all is it's been sitting in the back of my mind, right? And oh, and yeah. then all I needed was that conversation. From the other, uh, you know, when we were recording last oh, week's yeah. episode, and it really started driving it home. Like, man, you know, I, I said I was okay with uh, with that being my last trip to Festival of the Arts, but I decided then and there that um, it really wasn't. I really wasn't okay. Yeah. Well, hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I uh, I found myself there again, which was uh, on a it's beautiful, thing. almost inevitable, really. But yep. uh, it was great because we got to do some of the things we didn't get to, you know, on the trip previously. Uh, we got to 
partake in the uh, the mural painting too, which is also very fun, but also kind of uh, nerve wracking with the with the kids and you know that that paint that doesn't wash out of anything. So <laughs> you gotta, all right, guys, like please don't get this all over yourselves. Um, so we uh, we came out unscathed, thank thankfully. So, uh, but it was a really good uh, really good time, really good trip. So. I'll love, love every opportunity. How, How was the weather? Weather was pretty good. I mean, it was it was chilly for sure um, on Saturday. It warmed up slightly um, as the day progressed, as it naturally does usually. Uh, but it was it was pretty good weather. Now Sunday was a whole different story. Super overcast. It started raining when we were at the Polynesian, and uh, we left in a in a pretty good, uh, pretty good rain rainfall. So Sunday was definitely a different story, but uh, Saturday was a, was a beautiful day. It really was. So I'm going to rip the bandaid off with this big chunk of news that was dropped today amongst many yeah. articles that we've seen, um, crazy coming through the pipelines, but, um, Disney announced a partnership with Epic games today. <laughs> and I'm going to preface this with, a prediction I made probably back in October, maybe. Yeah, October, November. We were talking about we were talking about their uh, their potential partnerships, or they had they had had some where it would make sense in marketing. Yeah, they had had some expansions. Um, I guess tinkering in the realm uh, with Fortnite, right, and some Epic game properties um, with some characters and things like that, licensing, right. But yeah, this uh, this kind of put the nail. Right in the coffin, like, yeah, this confirms everything we we thought could actually happen. Yeah, yeah, and it all stemmed from a Easter egg that I found watching one of the Avengers films. Yeah, and this is yes. where Thor was in a you know in a drunken stupor, and you know where he was really really fat and just sitting on his couch and playing Fortnite. And this was during a Fortnite update that was dated for October of 2023, and in the movie, it was also October of 2023. And the timeline of what he was doing on the game and the map he was playing was consistent with real time. And that's where we kind of figured out that this may be like a, a metaverse type thing that they're trying to kind of bring to fruition. And honestly, verbatim, that is exactly what this is. And it has stemmed a one and a half billion dollar investment uh, from Disney to Epic Games, which is the developer of Fortnite and another popular game, Rocket League, that also intermeshes in this metaverse. But $1.5 million to acquire an equity stake in Epic Games alongside a multi-year project. So it's a lot of money. That, gamers. Yeah. <laughs> and now this is going to stem stuff with like item shop and like, you know, character skins and music and licensing. And it's saying... Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Avatar, and more. And this is coming from the Walt Disney Company dot com. Like this is yeah legit. Yeah, yeah this is all is they it's all part of their uh, announcements for uh, Q one uh, today. So the, and this yeah. is all straight from Iger as well. So Bob Iger yep. is the one that announced all of this uh, news today. So came straight from yep. the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a, a quote from Iger himself saying. Our exciting new relationship with Epic Games will bring together Disney's beloved brands and franchises with the hugely popular Fortnite in a transformational new game and entertainment universe. And by the concept art that I'm looking at, it's like 
Walt's original <laughs> idea of Epcot. It, I mean, it looks if like if you look at yeah, it, yeah, it looks like they're just going to build a, build worlds off of this, right? Yeah, and they're going to be intermeshed, and they're in a circular form with a center hub, and then spokes that go outward with with adjoining communities. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing Stark Enterprises and Wreck It Ralph's tower, and I'm seeing uh, Jack Skellington on top of the mountain as well as Monsters University, and then another world showing Marvel, ESPN, Disney+. Plus. I see a Disney Cruise Line uh, area. This is going to be huge. Yeah. And I do want to say, at time of recording, today is February the 7th. Me and Ryan logged into Rocket League uh, just a short bit ago before recording, and we happened to see the Star Wars item drops all on there for The Mandalorian. Mm. So if uh, you are a fan of playing Rocket League, which is an Epic Games uh, entity, be sure to go check that out because uh, there's a, there's some great stuff on there that's that's pretty cool. So uh, really, really excited as a gamer myself uh, to see Disney and all of its properties get some additional marketing and some d- additional uh, places where their names can be seen and used. So let's talk about another just incredible announcement that came out of nowhere. Apparently, this November, November 2024, Moana 2 is going to be released in theaters. Oh, yeah. So this was a previously announced Disney Plus mm-hmm. series that is now being reworked and being released as a theatrical film uh so and i'm glad for that it's and let me tell you i think this is disney smart being smart and following the trail that they took with frozen and because frozen was a surprise success right disney was not prepared for the success that that frozen actually became uh, and in my opinion, it was almost the same story for Moana. I, I I don't think it had the biggest fanfare upon launch, but it became this instant hit. I remember, yeah. I mean, we've watched Moana a ton of times. It came out, you know, as soon as our oldest son was kind of at that ripe age to start watching it and just hooked, right? And so the time, if you think about the time gap between the release of Frozen and then Frozen 2, we've almost reached that same time period between Moana and now Moana 2. And the teaser trailer and some of the storylines that they've released, it just looks like they're following the same footsteps of that, like, Remember how Frozen 2 just had that extra dynamic color range and just vibrancy? Yeah. And yep. I, it feels like this feels such so similar in that nature where everything's so vibrant and uh, just it, it looks the animation looks killer. So I cannot wait for this. And remember, this is going to be released in November. We still have a live action version of this releasing in 2025. So I they're riding the Moana train through and through now, right? And this relates back to another conversation that we had about the IP integrations evolving 
particularly yep. at the Polynesian, particularly for Disney properties that included Moana and how they were kind of just latching on and trying to make this, you know, a little bit more, bring it a little bit more to light, right? Like Moana had become popular, like I just said, but ha- to, in your guys' opinion, when they started doing the Polynesian, Polynesian renovations and the Moana theming to them, do you do you think that Moana was in a place to say to have like ownership of IP at an for an entire resort? I mean, for the Polynesian, you have very limited IPs. I get it. With that being Lilo and Stitch, with it have you know being from Hawaii, and Moana being a little more up, updated, you know, thirteen yeah. years newer. Yeah than Lilo and Stitch. I get it. And we actually, you know, word for word, we we kind of called this <laughs> that they were building some some fanfare for something. Yeah. We just didn't know what yeah. it was, but it, this all makes sense. Well, and that's now. my point, right? Is there's still traces of of Stitch at the Polynesian still. And when Lilo and Stitch was released and it's still a, a still a classic, right? There's still plenty of people that love Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. They never went all in on Lilo and Stitch for the Polynesian, yeah, right? True. But yep. they did for Moana, and I think this is the reason. I think now yeah. we're seeing why they became committed to it. Is they already knew this was a possibility, and. Let's build the theming and let's build the story so that it's longer lasting, right? Yeah. I think you could say the same if if they went out and said, "Hey, we're gonna build a new resort or we're gonna, you know, add IP to an existing resort," and just I'm just gonna make this up, but a resort that made sense to feature Frozen, then it would have been the same tactic, right? It just to yeah. to build that in. And then let it kind of coincide with all the new things that you're trying to to push. You know, it's 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 that long tail vision that is, you know, it makes it's what makes companies like Disney different, right? Um, yep. It's so it's they played the long game, and I applaud them for it because I think this is going to be I think this is going to be incredible. I think it's going to be incredibly yeah. successful. Um, I can't wait personally for it. And so I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that feel the same. And uh, so I'm I'm super excited about this. Well, and going forward is something we have to keep an eye on now. Anytime we see an IP integration that's at resorts or parks is that their, their primary objective is probably to drive some sort of hype or fanfare ahead of something coming out, kind of like the Figment movie. You know, the Figment popcorn bucket was a craze for the past two years, yeah. and they generated some hype around Figment and made it a thing again because Figment's always a five-minute wait. Nobody ever rides it. Yeah. But then it became this cliche thing that all of a sudden everybody loved it. And wouldn't you know it, Seth Rogen is doing a Figment movie so it's yeah. it, it's a bit of a tactic too, but I, I mean I, I applaud them for kind of blending that into improvements for the properties as well. well so take it for what you yeah, will. Yeah, well, and then too, right? Playing on the Moana theme, we got Journey of Water late mm-hmm. late in twenty three. 
we still have all those all those um, anticipated projects, whether they're going to be at Animal Kingdom or wherever they're going to put it. But they've they've shown and teased. We've even seen um, you know, patent documents about a Moana ride attraction, right? Yeah, and it's that's still out there. That's never been that's that has never been denied by Disney uh, since the time that they announced or teased that it could be a possibility. They've never shied away from that since. So that's still out there. So they can continue to build on this wave, right? So I I am very much looking forward to the future. I will be reading all the tea leaves and seeing all the conspiracies about what may happen because I think this is just the beginning of uh, a wave of different things. It also kind of goes and coincides with some of the other things they're doing in some of the other parks. I mean, they just opened Zootopia land, right, in Shanghai. Well, they've got Zootopia 2 coming out next year, right? And yep. so they're just building out these properties in multiple facets. So where you can experience them in the parks, in the theaters, building a cohesive storyline uh, for all of their property. So, I, again, it's all long play. Uh, we'll see how it we'll see how it goes and where it goes uh, from here. But I, I've got to applaud it, and I can't wait to see can't wait to see what's next. I agree. And just one more thing, uh, real quick. You know, Iger was the again the one announcing all these news items on CNBC today, and he did say that it was kind of a tease. But in a statement that regarding Marvel Studios, he, he teased that Marvel Studios is starting to focus on some of its stronger franchises going forward. And he said, yep. I'll quote, I'll leave it at that. So AKA Iron Man. It, it dropped it just dropped a little tease there. You know, we'll see. I mean, we we all anticipate uh the X-Men. You won't see another Thor movie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That was that was nice. Great. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. This was from uh, Disney CFO Hugh Johnson. Uh, he said the company plans to invest 60, that's a six zero billion dollars in parks and experiences over the next 10 years. I did see and that. And 70% of that investment is earmarked for increasing capacity. Go off with your best Do you want to increase capacity? Well, let's talk about that's that's new hotels. That's got to be park expansion, right? If you're infrastructure, yeah. If you're expanding capacity, you got to have somewhere to put these people, uh, whether that's where they stay and sleep, or whether that's where they enjoy entertainment and attractions. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're gonna see some uh, this next wave, right? Again, all yeah. about this next wave. We we're seeing the we're seeing the beginnings of it. We're seeing the beginning. Of- I, I'll make the call within the next two to three years. You'll probably get an updated monorail model. Yeah, I'm willing to make that call with the issues they've they've had with the monorail system. Something's got to give, and and that that type of capital there, and they're talking about expansion and logistics. That's I mean that's the head of the horse right there. Do we uh, do we get our Skyliner expansion? Boy. If we, it, it, I'm telling you, if they expand it, we're we're cashing in. <laughs> we already bring on the recording. Copyrighted it. Bring on the recording. Yep, we have it. It's timestamped. <laughs> we've we've got the drawing and everything, guys. 
That's it. I've already got the blueprints and the approval <laughs> from the state of Florida. I mean, we've already called the Epic Games thing, so we've got a track record. That's for sure. We do have a good track yeah. record. There was a lot. There were a lot of other news announcements today. Just confirmations about some of the movie release dates, things like that, uh, regarding like Avatar, again, Zootopia, Frozen Three, Toy Story Five. All those were confirmed again. Release dates coming uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, so. Again, nothing crazy regarding those franchises, but just confirmations that those uh, those films are expected again uh, here in the next next year or two. So with that being said, we thought it'd be a cool idea to to bring up some things that again, really, the entire genesis of of this of this episode and really this entire show, this entire podcast, right? It's just conversations that the three of us, have in general and about Disney, about life. And we always talk about, you know, everyone, everyone out there has their favorite things, right? At, especially at Disney world there, you know, you'll have your, Oh, what place do you like to go eat? Oh, if I'm, I'm booking a trip, we'll have people, we have friends, family. Oh, where should I go eat? Where should I, where should I go for my trip? Uh, what park should I go to? What ride should I get on? And, a lot of times you know, you'll hear the same things over and over again from whether it's suggestions from friends and family or from us, uh, from, you know, message boards or Facebook groups or, you know, different things like that. But what we thought is, man, there's some really great things out there that people really don't talk about too often. And so we wanted to highlight some of those things. So today we're kicking off a brand new series for the program. And it's simply put, it's the most underrated things at Walt Disney World. And today we're kicking this series off with the most underrated restaurants at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, So we're going to bring, the three of us are going to bring you a choice for each park at Walt Disney World. So we're going to go to Magic Kingdom. We're going to go to Epcot. We're going to go to Hollywood Studios, and we're going to go to Animal Kingdom. And we're also going to bring you a choice from Disney Springs as well. And most underrated to me, guys, let me know if you agree or want to add some additional color to the thought and meaning behind most underrated. But for me, most underrated means that I really enjoy it. B, it gets really good value. And or... Most people don't talk about it or think of it. Would you Would you all agree in, with those three statements? Yeah, I think that's great yeah. criteria. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, and then maybe you don't see large groups of people there yeah. at any given time, yeah. too. Yeah, like a visual. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's something that's always you're always able to quickly get in, get out, find a reservation for if it's a sit down restaurant, or what have you. So that's kind of the criteria that I move forward with. And so we're going to bring you our choices and hopefully these spark, uh, you know, an idea for you to go try these places out. Uh, that's you the- are definitely going to have conversations after hearing this episode. So let's kick it off. Justin, what is your most underrated restaurant at the Magic Kingdom? So it's it's probably going to come to no surprise for you guys, but for our listeners, it may kind of shock you in one of the criteria. And I'm going with Sleepy Hollow. 
Oh, okay. Sleepy Hollow is slept on in a lot of ways. And one of those criteria that you may be like, well, Justin, it's not quite slept on because there's always a line of like 10 people in front of me every time I go there around it. Mm -hmm. I agree. However, one thing I also took into consideration as criteria was consistency. Oh. Sleepy Hollow is consistently a banger selection. Yeah, I'm not gonna, consistently, and you I'll cannot argue. Argue. argue that. No, I won't argue there. So, I I put that above uh, Pecos Bills because we've had Pecos Bills when it was great. We've had it when it was not so great. When it was still around, we've had Columbia Harbor House when it was great. We also had it when it was not so great. So you can pretty much just say that around the entire park. Uh, for for this selection, so Magic Kingdom for me, Sleepy Hollow. What's your uh, What's your must get uh, item? Oh, at- chicken and waffle, chicken and waffle, easy. Yeah, easy. Great selection. I definitely didn't think you were going there, but uh, but it is a good one. Yeah, I, I considered this one for my list, but I figured I figured Justin would pick it. But I have one that that got my attention a little more, anyways. But Justin just mentioned it, so I don't quite agree with him on it so we'll, we'll debate that in a minute we'll, we'll go for it then <laughs> yeah let's, let's dive in so my pick would be columbia harbor house okay i had this as an option and this was my this yeah. is my option b yeah um i've been there three to four times and the only reason the only argument i would have is justin's not much of a fish eater so i don't think Very he's true. had the fish from here yeah okay so maybe that's a skewed view Very on true. that. It depends on what you've gotten from here that's that's inconsistent because I always get the trio platter mm. and me and Brianna split it and it's enough to feed two grown adults. I mean it's shrimp, chicken strips, and fish with hush puppies and fries. Yeah. And it's fourteen bucks. Like I haven't I haven't had a bad experience here. Yeah. And the only kicker is the malt vinegar for the for the fries and the fish. Gotta get it. Yeah. And the I mean the salmon there is good too. Yep, they got some fresh ops and some salmon, some uh, yeah. like a rice rice pilaf and some steamed vegetables. Yeah. So there's some some very healthy, conscious I guess vi- uh, options there too. But again, this is not a very busy place. So you know, we sat down and and um, had a had a nice little hangout session with our buddy Ryan there. Yeah, sure did. And it was low key enough. We tucked ourselves back in the corner where there wasn't a bunch of people, and was. <laughs> You didn't have to search for a table <laughs> while holding twenty pounds of food like you do at Pecos Bills yeah. or Friars Nook. Well, and two, yeah, it's just yeah, you're you're right. It's it's not busy, and right now it's under they're doing a little bit of a facelift to the uh, to the building, so it's definitely not getting a lot of traffic right now. So I'm very surprised. I I put Columbia Harbor House as my option B because my option A, I was sure one of you were going to pick it. And my pick was Liberty Tree Tavern. Oh, yeah. I still don't. It's still very easy to get a reservation for this place. Uh, you don't hear a lot of people talk about it, right? Anytime you hear Magic Kingdom food discuss, it's generally the Crystal Palace. You hear a little bit about Tony's and you'll hear a lot about uh, Jungle Skipper Canteen, right? That's You'll hear a lot about Skipper, Skipper Canteen. And you can mix and be our guest, too. Yeah, yeah, you can and Cinderella Castle, you can mix those into whether they deserve the fanfare or not. It's a no, whole another story. We might, that might be a whole another series of most overrated. But mm-hmm. 
you, you really don't hear people talk about Liberty Tree Tavern. And these guys will vouch for me. This is one of the best meals you can find on Disney property. When it comes to just some down-home soul food, it will make you feel so good and so gross at the same time because it will just fill you up and you'll just want to keep eating it. Uh, but, oh, yeah. man, yeah. all the fixings, it's like having a Thanksgiving dinner every day. There, year-round. Yeah. And there's some secret menu items there, too. Yeah, yeah. So there's some mystery there. I, I just... Again, it's sure people know, may know about this restaurant, but I don't think enough people talk about this restaurant, and I don't think enough people maybe even go to this restaurant. Um, I, I I think it might be one of the best sit-down restaurants on on Disney property when you consider what you're the type of meal you're getting, and again, yeah. the value of this meal I think is pretty strong. Yeah, well, I'll verify your claims here because. My family and I actually enjoyed Liberty Tree Tavern on our most recent trip to Disney. And that was the day we were heading yeah. home. We had that for like an early dinner around probably 2 3 o'clock. And mind you, we were at the front of the park. We were trying to get a walk up at Tony's and they weren't accepting walk ups. Well, my wife, Brianna, she actually got us a reservation at Liberty Tree Tavern 10 minutes before we sat down to eat. <laughs> <That's crazy>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Point, case in yeah. point. Yeah. So it shouldn't be that easy to get a reservation at, at uh, Liberty Tree Tavern. That's that's all I got to say. So, yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's Magic Kingdom. Uh, let's move on over to Epcot. Justin, what you got here? <laughs> Lots of choices. Uh, there are. There are lots of choices here. I had, I had several that that really met the criteria, but this one in particular just stands out. And I'm talking about Sunshine Seasons. Okay. Over in the Land Pavilion, if you're not familiar, again, consistent, great product, value, and menu options galore. Based on this small area. This place has it all, and there's there's something here for every palate, number one, and it's very, very, very good stuff, trust me, and and why not? You're already right there. As soon as you wrap up eating, go get in line and hit, hit Soren. <laughs> why not? It's right there. So, See, this, this was going to be my pick. This was definitely going to be my pick, but they did away with the, um, the sweet corn succotash. Yeah. yeah. And that pissed me off, so they didn't get my pick. <laughs> but that great selection, great selection of food. So uh, who who was the lucky winner then, Ryan? That would be Le Creperie de Pelly. Okay. And um, one of the newer ones. This is, yeah, of vast variety. Um, of course, the menu is focused around crepes, but you can get sweet ones or savory ones. And it's best to do one of each and just kind of split half and half with whoever you're with or eat two yourself like a fat ass <laughs> like I would. My go-tos are the the hazelnut and uh, hazelnut chocolate spread and whipped cream for the sweet one. Okay, no cream. Or the Melba, which is like the peach and berry compote mm. with almonds. Mm. And then I like the, um, the ham, egg, and Swiss uh, galette, which is like a buckwheat oh, crepe. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, 
this is more towards the breakfast menu of things, but yeah, that you could you can get a spur of the moment reservation or a walk up at this place. Yeah, at any given day, yeah. and it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> it's it's really good. Yeah, I mean it's one of the newer restaurants there too, but it's because it's so tucked, it's tucked so far in the back of France, back there by by mm-hmm. Remy. It's it. Yeah, it gets forgotten about a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, it gets lost in the sauce with all the action going on back there. Everybody's worried about the Ratatouille ride and um, the ice cream shop or the uh, gelato shop. So it kind of gets lost in translation back there. But, man, it's it's often slept on. So uh, for for my choice at Epcot, I've talked about this place numerous times uh, on the show. uh, But I had to give it a Tangerine Cafe. Uh, over there in, Mor- in the Morocco Pavilion, again, this is a quick service spot, uh, so you can walk in and get in there very easily. Uh, but there's just again, you talk about consistency, Justin. The you know you're going to get some great kebabs here. I I always look forward to the bread service here. It's always so nice, just so refreshing. Uh, the, the dips and everything there, just oh yeah. They're super good, and it's it's something too that is harder to find, especially in in theme parks. Epcot's a little different, right? Um, but it's harder to find those foods that don't bog you down at theme parks. And yeah. this is one of those dishes you can go here and you can feel good about everything you're eating, uh, and you can really easily go about your day, right? Uh, it's nice too during festivals; they have a lot of different you know, ciders and stuff on, on tap as well. And some limited items, but their core menu, those kebabs and that bread service as the core options, this place, in my opinion, should be flooded. Uh, it's, it's always one of my favorite stops just for, just for that reason. And here you know, lately you've been thing, showing some love to that too. Yeah. One thing I wish they would add to the, uh, the bread service is if they had like a tabbouleh salad that you could put on the, the, oh, the bread. Man, it would be so good. That would be amazing. I would love. I would love it if they served. If I didn't have to go across the street to order a baklava, I wish I could get it in oh there too. Because then I could have like literally yeah. a three course meal straight from this place. <sighs> that honey and pistachio yes. puff pastry. Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah, they could, sleeper the, pick. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. That's the ultimate sleeper pick. There you go. Okay, so that wraps it up for Epcot. Uh, we're going over to Disney's Hollywood Studios next. Justin, what you doing? Well, number one, I'm taking a very nice, hopefully slightly breezy Skyliner ride right on the Skyliner. Yeah. And I'm taking my happy ass straight to Fairfax Fair. I thought that would be okay. your pick. That would be your pick. Talk to me. Talk to me. Dude, uh, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the best selections. The best selections and, and consistency. And Ryan... Me and you have constantly taken our kids here every time we get the chance. Oh, yeah. Solid glizzies. Solid. <laughs> that whole area Proximity, is a yeah. quick service dream. Yeah. Proximity to literally all the good stuff right there. I will never argue with that with with this pick ever. <laughs> <laughs> I have enjoyed many. I, I have choked down many glizzies from Fairfax Fair while waiting in line at, at Tower of Terror. <laughs> Gulp, gulp. He's a real man. (laughs) (laughs) 
So my pick for Hollywood Studios, uh, again, like Justin said, I'm going to take a nice ride to the Skyliner to get my happy ass in this park. But I'm going to go to the back left corner, and I'm hitting up Woody's Lunchbox in Toy Story Land. Okay. My man. That was one of my picks. Yep. We're on the that same page, B-pick. man. Yep. That was my B pick. Yeah. Like, it. everything it else in Toy Story Land is so crowded. But Woody's Lunchbox is kind of kind of looked over. I, it. You know, it had it usually has a decent line, right? Like there's only there's a few people in front There'll of you. There'll be about 3 or 4 people. But yeah, famous. people don't talk about how good these meals are. No. Nah. And I'll tell you, my meal of choice, the tomato basil soup and then the three cheese grilled yep. cheese. Yep. Bro. Yep. Cuz like the soup's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's almost like marinara cheese. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's got like it's got that like a oregano or basil yeah. to it. But then the cheeses and and the the bread are so salty and crispy and savory. Like, oh, dude, it's it's a perfect combo. And give me a couple of them Baby Bell snack cheeses, bro. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to have milk shits the rest of the day. <laughs> but I'm going to be happy. With the cheese plug in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Um, so revert back to episode five of this podcast yeah. to, to take care <laughs> <Yeah>. of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which Ryan I'm talking to right now. Is it Ryan for the that for the love water. of theme parks, or is it <laughs> yes. Ryan my co-host? Um, <laughs> um, so I was I was going to I had Woody's lunchbox as my as my primary option, uh, but as my backup, and again. This isn't exactly a restaurant or a food place, but damn it, I have made meals from this establishment. Boys, you know where we're going. We're going to Baseline. Oh, yeah. I still, people still sleep on this place. It's still sleep on. I don't know how. People listening out there, how many times do we have to tell you go to Baseline? Go to Baseline. I should never walk up to baseline and be able to walk right into it. Never. It should never happen. But yet, time and time and time again, I can do just that. So, <laughs> yeah. I I want to wait in line to go to baseline because then I know it's getting the demand it deserves. So, Jordan, let, let's, let's emphasize this. How long would you wait in line at baseline? At like, least 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. So draw your own conclusions from that statement there. I mean, again, it's not the biggest selection, right, uh, right, when it comes to food items. But what they have are great. That little steak sandwich they have, fantastic. They've got that. Uh, they've got the the giant pretzel, fantastic. The charcuterie board, fantastic. I mean, the beer. What, what? Of course, the <laughs> beer selection. Uh, they even even. They really even have like that uh, hibiscus drink for the non-alcoholic options. It's super good too. Like they have these, they have such good options there. And again, people just still don't give it enough credit. And I don't know why. I don't know why people, again, why this place isn't flooded all the time. Uh, but there you have it. That's uh, that's baseline for you. We love it so much that we made a shirt. So if you want to check that out, go mm-hmm. go to the shop at offthemonorails.com. Click on the shop. Go look at the baseline shirt. It's pretty awesome. The man is not wrong. It's pretty awesome. All right. Uh, moving on to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Justin, 
Where are you going? Oh, man. As you know, we've recently covered this on a couple of episodes, really. And it is with great pleasure that I introduce to the listening audience Satuli Canteen. Because, my God, the, 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 the meat and noodle bowl... My God, do you to die for? Do you think Satuli is underrated? Still, I I think some people still sleep on it. Okay, because I can get in line at any moment and only have two or three people ahead of me. That's it. I I think a lot of people go there, but I don't think it's talked about a lot. I will say that okay. it's it's definitely not talked. Oh, it's about definitely not talked about. But I'm basing it off of experience, time after time. I think the most I've ever had to wait in line was maybe like six minutes. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to argue with Satuli Canteen. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, it's it's good. Hmm. I should never be able to walk in there, have my order placed, and sit at my table with my drink already in 10 minutes. There should be no reason. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, it also. It also kind of alludes to we've already said that Animal Kingdom is a complete sleeper haven for food options, anyways. Yeah. So yeah. that right. it lends itself to our it's findings. Got so many, ways, yeah. Which it's got so many good ones. No matter what, we're right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's our show. Of course, we're right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, while I would not argue that pick at all, my pick would be Harambe Market. Oh, okay. okay. Don't typically see, like, at least I haven't. And I've been to Animal Kingdom quite a few times. But in my experiences, I haven't seen many people kind of flow through this area where it's like, you know, like your Flame Tree Barbecue or the line at Pongu Pongu to get a margarita or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, They got the, the meat and rice bowl options, much like Satuli Canteen. They have great salad options with some uh, seafood too and a couple of dessert options and I, they even have I think a uh, like a pita bread service mm. like a, a plant-based uh, pita bread service and they have uh, fries and chips and stuff like that with kids me- kids meals with chicken nuggets mm-hmm. but um yeah I always love getting a table at the back of that and being able to watch the train go by because oh, my yeah. youngest daughter is obsessed with trains so anytime she can enjoy chicken nuggets and fries while seeing choo-choo trains go by, <laughs> uh, you can count her there. And, you know, I, I'm going to have my chicken and shrimp rice bowl, and I'll be I'll be happy as a lark with a drink in my hand. <laughs> uh, and I will say, that's a sleeper for some good drink options, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say for, for my pick, uh, is that it has some great drink options that you really won't find in too many places, especially at Animal Kingdom. Um, and my pick is not too far away from you, Ryan. Uh, it's at uh, Kusafiri Coffee Shop and Bakery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yep. I mean, that little stand is super easy to, to walk right by, right? But they, they're open for breakfast. They're open, for, you know, they have a snack period for the rest of the day. And so whether you're getting breakfast tachos over there or overnight oats uh, for, for breakfast or what I absolutely love is that marinated pork flatbread that they have there. Uh, but they have got a harissa chicken wrap. They've got some impossible options as well. Uh, and then they've got, the, you know, 
alcoholic coffee beverages as well, like an African coffee with Amarula cream liqueur in it. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, it's a great place to really find some incredible things. They got pastries and other stuff, too, there. But, man, people people walk right past this place and not even know that it exists uh, because it's mm-hmm. essentially, like, literally in one of the one of the walls. It's literally a hole in the wall. And uh, it's it's fantastic. I can't say enough about this place. Definitely underrated. Uh, definitely slept on. And definitely worth your time and money uh, to go here. Again, quick service. Fantastic. A lot of these selections so far, quick service. Take note. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll ch- maybe that'll change as we head on over to Disney Springs. So we'll give some people an option outside of the parks uh, in case you are looking for uh, for some dining options not in the parks. So, Justin, what was your selection for Disney Springs, which, let's be honest, there's a ton to choose from here. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, first off, I want to say my A, but then I want to mention my B, because <laughs> I think they both deserve uh, a mention. And I think the B is going to surprise some folks. Okay. So, for my A, Deluxe Burger. It's mm. definitely It's definitely got the foot traffic. And this is just based on my experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has the foot traffic. However, the quality of the food is top notch. I've never left there hungry. Mm-hmm. Value, it. I think it's a little on the pricey side, but it's still uh, in the ballpark uh, for value, in my opinion. Uh, and on the cheaper scale of things for Disney Springs, if you consider everything. And then my uh, B option, and again, this may come as a surprise to some folks, but I am listing Gaffieri's Chicken Guy. A lot of people don't know about that. Still, hmm. I have seen, I have seen very little crowd in there. I think one time I have had a decent wait, but Chicken Guy has really surprised me. Uh, with their offerings, the couple of times I've had it, and again, it's quality stuff. You get some options. They've actually decreased some of those options, if I remember correctly. Now, mm-hmm. uh, within like the last year or so, it's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've been in there, but I've I've never had a bad experience there, and I think it's worth mentioning because it is within the good value scales, uh, for, especially for Disney Springs. So. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to keep it on the cheaper side of things, but you want to be at Disney and stay within the bubble, I I highly recommend both of these options because you will not be disappointed. All right. Ryan, what you got? So for my pick for Disney Springs, and this is based off of true events that the three of us did together, Mm -hmm. um, House of Blues Bar. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And mind you, House of Blues, we all know, is a restaurant, but the bar actually has a, a scaled down menu from the restaurant yeah. the and front porch. You know, yeah, yep, the front, the front porch. porch. Live entertainment, people watching. We've talked about it time and time again. It's a it's a haven for for a vibe. <clears throat> but when you're there, you're, you know, pretty much focused on jamming out the music and and dumping drinks down your neck. <laughs> <laughs> and of course That's not from experience. The, not at all. <laughs> 
But the bartenders know to let you get about two or three deep, and they slide the menu across and say, can I get you something to snack on? <laughs> yeah, you sure can. <laughs> they know. Of course, you're like, well, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> and um, the brisket mac and cheese, uh, Jordan, I know you can attest to this because <laughs> we were 10 sheets to the wind, and we were two hours fresh out of Wine Bar George for a great meal. Yeah. And uh, after downing a few drinks, we were like, you know, I could I could go for a little something. I'm feeling peckish. <laughs> <laughs> And I got to say that brisket mac and cheese hit the spot, especially being outside and in a, like a bar setting. Um, and it, beyond the the brisket mac and cheese, they have a lot of great scaled down bar food type things on their, their bar menu. Mm-hmm. But still, it's often overlooked because you're at the bar. You're just worried about ordering your next round yeah. and not worried about ordering yeah. damn brisket and mac and cheese unless you're us. <laughs> and it's it's often not too too crowded there either no i mean it's usually you're able to walk up sit down i mean you can always find a seat and and just enjoy yourself it's a great great environment to go with it right and just yeah i highly underrated when it comes to a dining option at disney springs right people will try to go into the restaurant or people just you know walk by and see the see the band playing oh okay cool there's a band playing but they don't realize they can sit down there and order food and enjoy themselves and actually have a meal if they wanted to, which it's that part. It's great. Uh, yeah. For for mine, it's something that has been uh, mentioned on the show previously, uh, and I'm going to just mention it again because I, I do think it is one of the most underrated uh, restaurants at all of Walt Disney World, uh, especially at Disney Springs, uh, and that's Terralina Crafted Italian. Uh, it's... It sits over there on the water and easily gets overlooked because it's not too far away. It's just adjacent to Paddlefish, uh, which if you're familiar with the show and you've listened to us for a little while, you all know my thoughts and opinion on Paddlefish uh, and what type of restaurant it is. Uh, Terralina should get your money instead. Uh, If you're looking for some fantastic Italian food and really, at a, in my opinion, a pretty efficient uh pretty efficient when it comes to budget uh i think this is a a great option it's great for families it's got something for everybody we've eaten there as a family multiple times kids always find something they want the adults always find something they want uh the drink choices are incredible uh they've got all kinds of great sides and add-ons and just desserts to go with that it's a great menu. It's a large menu. So again, something there for everybody to find that they would like. And it's just solid Italian food. And uh, it, I, I've never been disappointed with a trip here and the multiple times that we've gone. Uh, it's one of those you can find a reservation for at literally any time, whether it's on the Disney app or this app. This this restaurant's also on Open Table. There are a few restaurants at Disney Springs that are on open table. So insider tip there, if you're having trouble getting a reservation for somewhere at Disney Springs, double check open table because they may be on there and reservations will be available on open table, but not on the Disney app. Uh, But yeah, Terralina, Crafted Italian, definitely worth the trip, definitely worth your money. And uh, I think you're going to be pretty impressed uh, when you, when you go. Not a bad choice, sir. So, there you have it. We've got the most underrated restaurants in all of Walt Disney World. Uh, and 
yeah, maybe go show these uh show these places a little love. They are definitely worth your attention and should uh, hopefully uh, start making the rounds of being talked about a little bit more so they don't show up on lists like this. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed all my visits to the places I mentioned and look forward to trying to cover some more because uh, Disney has released a lot more restaurants over the years, so we still got something to cross off the list. So maybe we have some sleepers that we haven't discovered yet. Yeah, and all, all in due time. So... Hope you enjoyed this new concept. Uh, again, we'll be rolling out some other versions of this concept uh, in different formats. So stay tuned for those future topics. Uh, guys, we are, when this episode releases, uh, we are only a couple of weeks away from the start of Flower and Garden Festival. So I can't sir. believe it's already here. We uh, will have full menus. Very soon, they were they were building the butterfly garden when we were there last week. Nice. Uh, so that'll all be going very soon. So we've got that to look forward to. We'll be previewing that festival here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, and then, man, we're gonna flow right into cruises and <laughs> and resort stays. It's insane. And yeah. we got some yep. great stuff coming. We're we're staying at resorts we've never stayed at before. So. Stay tuned for for that. We've got a lot of other things going on in the OTM world. So we hope you'll join us along that journey. Again, if you're not following us on the socials, at Off the Monorails is where you can find us. And, of course, share us with a friend. Share us with a neighbor. Uh, you, They like listening. They like all of Disney. Uh, if, they, if you got anyone in your life that likes Disney and wants a little bit of an adult flavor attached to it, uh, send them, send them our way. More than happy to uh, have them. Thank you again for those who have been reaching out to us on social. We love the, we love engaging with you guys. Uh, thank you so much for everyone reviewing uh, on the podcast platform. We're reviews are growing, and we we love the feedback and the support we're getting from from everyone out there listening. Uh, so again, just uh, again, just thank you so much for for the continued support. Uh, that we that we get to see on an ongoing uh, basis, it really really means a lot to us. I agree to all of that, <laughs> and you know, before you know it, it'll be summertime and the kids will be out of school. <laughs> so these uh, these midweek spur of the moment trips will be literally at our fingertips. That much so easier. God knows what we'll get up get into. Yeah. I got some vacation time to burn. All right, fellas. So here we go. Yep. We're uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. So well, one thing one thing that we talked about last year, I want to run it by you boys. Spring training baseball. We need to look and see what's going on. ESPN Wild World of Sports. Yeah, there's always it's definitely something. Yeah, we get so, all the festivities. We can find an excuse. All right, Justin, we'll find an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So before we go, check out our awesome partners in the episode description. Uh, there are affiliate links to uh, our partners like Expedition Roasters that we mentioned earlier, the 1901 Candle Company, making some great candles. If you want to bring the the scents of the parks uh, home with you, go check them out. Uh, use the Good stuff. Use the promo code off the rails 15 for 15% off your order. Uh, you can also check out our friends at DVC Rental Store or DVC Resale Market. If you want to go and save money on your next Disney vacation, Doing DVC style. It's great. You'll save money. You'll stay at Disney Deluxe Resorts, and you'll have a blast. And 
that company is amazing. Those people there are amazing. Great group of people. So easy to work with. Their process is fantastic. And again, who doesn't like saving money? So go give them some love and attention down in the episode description. Links are there. Fellas, what an episode. I'm uh, looking forward to the next iteration covering some other underrated topics at Walt Disney World. And, you know, who knows what else is on the plate for us. We have a lot up our sleeve for this year. 2024 has started off with a bang. We appreciate all of our listeners continuously supporting us, continuously making sure that you share the word. We love reaching new people. So keep it up. We're going to keep on keeping on, keep digging this garden that we call life. And, you know, the train ain't stopping. We're rolling along. That's right. You tell them, Joe Dirt. Yes, sir. (laughs) And with that being said, we will catch you next week. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. Sliding up pussy, it's a homicide. It's a homicide.